Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Project Do-It-Yourself podcast. My name is Avi. This podcast is sponsored by Project Do-It-Yourself. Find us at Project Do-It-Yourself on Instagram. Interested in being on the next episode of this podcast? Email me at podcast at projectdoityourself.com. Today I'm excited because I'm here with David, who's going to talk about his experience doing woodworking. David, would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself? My background, I, I live in Austin, Texas, and my girlfriend and I purchased this house about a year and a half ago, and i um, thankful that we did purchase it when we did because the housing market has exploded. But yeah, it's allowed me to expand into some other areas of DIY that I didn't have the chance to before. So I would consider woodworking my passion and hobby, and so I've been doing that for Oh gosh, almost 11 years now, and self-taught, and I finally have a nice two-car garage that I can spread out in. So you mentioned a couple of things in, in the email. One of them was yeah. you did a custom closet. Yeah, it was a, a gift to my girlfriend. Unfortunately, looking at the housing market, we couldn't buy houses that had gorgeous walk-in closets, and the house that we purchased had some just kind of old 80s-style wire uh, racks in the closet, and so wanted to upgrade that for my girlfriend. So you got a new house in Austin and you decided that the closet wasn't working out for you. And the best route forward was to build a custom closet? Yeah, I looked at some of the systems that you can buy out there, but they're pretty expensive. And honestly, for what we were looking, some sort of open shelving system with my background in, <laughs> in woodworking and some of the necessary basic tools that I had on hand, I, I figured that it was a pretty nice project to tackle. I also had shoulder surgery about uh, a year and a half ago, so I was trying to look for a warm-up project to do. Definitely something that I think is a really attainable project to do, and, and you can you get that customized look that you want. Okay, so you have a, a closet space, and you decided that the systems that you found weren't really going to cut it. You already have some experience woodworking. Mm -hmm. How do you make the next step into doing the closet? I, I guess this is your first time doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was my first time kind of building a built-in like that. I think the first thing was I, I sketched up what I wanted. I'm a big fan of drawing pen and paper uh, or pencil and paper and, and drawing out what I wanted it to look like. I was going for that clothing store look with the, the clothes get stacked up really nicely, very high and big open shelving. And so I wanted that dramatic effect because it is a small closet. And then once I did that, I just, I have some previous experience in understanding kind of what sort of joinery I could use on a, basically what I'm building is a big bookshelf and it doesn't have to hold heavy books. I had some experience figuring out what kind of joinery I wanted to use. And then I went from there. So yeah, simple handheld little Craig pocket hole jig and yeah, went in and made all my cuts with a circular saw. I don't, I'm looking to upgrade to a track saw, but I don't own one. So simple circular saw and a really easy homemade guide on some rigid foam board. And you can basically cut anything out of plywood. It was a pretty simple process from there and then assembly and glue and screws and some nice paint and yeah. Okay. So even just walking through those beginning parts for people that maybe have some experience with woodworking, but not quite this level, how do you decide what materials to use? We get some crazy humidity here in Austin and I had considered MDF, but MDF is pretty heavy and, and sometimes it can absorb a lot of moisture, um, especially if it's trapped in a closet. I decided to go with just some really nice plywood and put a face frame on that because I knew it was going to be painted. I didn't need any maple veneer plywood or anything like that, but just some solid three quarter inch plywood. I knew it just be a little bit more stable and a little bit more rigid and hold its shape over time. Again, this is something that's, that's screwed into the walls, into the studs. The side-to-side -side movement wasn't too much of an issue, but I didn't want something that started having sagging shelves, which you can get if you use MDF to build a bookcase or something like that. So 
that's where I was going with it. I also just know that buying plywood, you can buy big eight by four foot sheets and get them cut down to a reasonable size to fit into my small truck. And then I, <laughs> okay. I could go from there. But yeah, just some simple one by two, one by one stripping, stripping for the face frame. It didn't have to be fancy, just some simple pine stripping. And I knew that everything was going to get painted. And that's kind of what I went with, something that was just going to be pretty stable and, and not move around a lot and start bumping into the walls or start having sagging shelves. Nice. So how long did it take you to do the whole process? I think it was probably, I would say it was probably three weekends worth of work. Spending a Saturday afternoon doing it, it wasn't it wasn't waking up at dawn and, and <laughs> all the sunset, but yeah, mostly getting all the materials prepped. And I always tell people when they're working with a material like plywood that comes in a big sheet and you're cutting it down into separate parts to always make sure you either make all your cuts in one day and then set it down and put something heavy on top of it, make sure it lays flat because that can potato chip on you, warp on you very quickly. The From the big box stores, that, that plywood tends to hold a lot of moisture. And so if you're bringing it into, you know, say a really dry garage or a really humid garage, sometimes that plywood can really bow on you. So either make all your cuts in the same weekend and keep everything nice and flat until you're ready to move on to the next project or have the time to be able to make some of those cuts and build out your structure. Otherwise, you might have some issues with it, which happened to me when I was building the desk that I'm currently sitting at. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, left, I left it overnight and came back and my plywood pieces were uh, little potato chips. So that wasn't the, <laughs> the learning experience for, from the Austin humidity. If people were going to build their own custom closet, what would you say some skills are needed already to, to do that? I think, you know, just a basic understanding of some simple wood cutting tools. I think a circular saw is a great place to start. I would suggest a cordless one if you're already working in some sort of cordless tool system, whether with your with um, lawn care or kind of around the house. If you have a drill driver, look for that brand's uh, circular saw because and to get yourself a good combination blade, something that's probably in the 60 tooth range to cut plywood and, and MDF and things like that. Otherwise, you're going to get a lot of chip out. But I think basic mastery of that, you can build yourself a really simple guide with some straight pieces of lumber and a little piece of angle iron or um, a little piece of flat um, steel that they sell at the big box stores. And you can create projects out of that if you're building it out of plywood or any kind of sheet goods. So I think that's a great place to start. Measurement and layout is really key. And so I think this was a good project to learn how to measure spaces because drywall can be a little warped on you and you really have to plan out your project or when you slide it in to fit, you're going to rip out the trim like I had to do. So yeah, I think it's a great kind of starter project to figure out how to measure, mark, layout, cut, and assemble. What got you into woodworking? Yeah, so I, I kind of did the summer college getaway experience and went with my friends and lived in New York for four months and started doing that because I wanted to go organize and uh, help on a political campaign and the political campaign ended and I needed a new line of work. And so through a friend, I started helping out a, a guy who builds, you know, custom built-ins, custom loft beds, desk spaces in uh, studio bedroom apartments on the upper east and west side of New York. And you have a 900 square foot uh, apartment. And so you need a loft bed and you also need some living space. I started there and with some simple construction. And then I took an art furniture class at my college, which really got me into kind of more woodworking and fine furniture building. And I was living in a really small apartment in Baltimore with a bay window and decided one Christmas while I was alone that I wanted to build a 
a coffee table. So bought some wood and a handsaw and some chisels and went from there. And it just really escalated very quickly, which is <laughs> the people who get grasped by that. So yeah, I worked out at base, small bro home basements in Baltimore for, for quite a while. And I very much like hand tools. So I'm, I'm very into building as much of my projects as I can with hand tools. And now that I have some more space, I'm looking to expand and just upgraded to a beautiful 18 inch bandsaw, which is, um, quite the piece of machinery and I'm very excited about using that. But yeah, I think that I think it's how I got in and I've been building projects for friends and family and ever since it's something that I really enjoy doing. I think there's nothing better than having a custom piece of, of furniture in your house. I always say coffee table is a great place to start or some sort of credenza or bookcase because it's always nice to support local makers um, and have something that people can ask about when they walk in. Built-in closets are a really easy place to start in the DIY world because it's a closet and you can hide a lot of the imperfections. If you mess up on something, they're typically a little darker and a little caulk and paint can't can hide some of the, the gaps. I wanted something that I could build in the garage, paint in the garage, and then slide into the recess in the closet. And so went with a simple kind of shelved box frame, laid out some clothes for her and see what it, what she wanted. And she likes her clothes stacked so she can see everything. So it's a nice open closet layout. And that took me a couple weekends to build, but everyone thinks building boxes is super easy, but especially if you're working along drywall, which can always kind of be a little wonky. And so measuring out the space and, and laying it out and purchasing materials, I decided to go with the good old pocket screws because that's a foolproof method that you can hide pretty easy when you're building a lot of different shelves. So it's about 76 inches, 80 inches wide, and probably has about 24 shelves in it. So when you're getting into that, it's a little easy to, to do some pocket screws instead of a bunch of data and then just a simple face face frame. And yeah, I think it turned out pretty well. You said pocket screws. What are those? Yeah. So pocket screws are like a more recent development in terms of what I would consider joinery, which is where you're joining two pieces of wood together, two pieces of material together. There's books and books and and there's been thousands of years of development of certain types of joints. Most people have heard of a dovetail joint, which is in a lot in a lot of drawers in mid-century modern furniture, Scandinavian furniture. But pocket screws are a newer kind of creation. And they're screws that go into an angle, into uh, two pieces of wood that you're joining at a right angle, or what's considered a butt joint. And the pocket screws go in at an angle and secure that. They fasten them together. And it's a lot stronger of a joint than if you were to screw in from the end of the wood um, into the other piece of, of wood that you're making in an L shape. And they just become really popular for if you're building shop furniture or building bookshelves or, or built-ins like that, they can be really strong. They're really quick to use too. There's a number of companies now that, that um, produce these jigs and they're pretty accurate in terms of what you're trying to do. So if you're looking to put together some projects really quickly, it's a super handy thing to just have um, around the house. And yeah, I put together some bookshelves, some floating shelves with them, everything from these big built-ins. And yeah, they're quite strong, especially if you're using a little bit of wood glue on the end when you're fastening them. And all you need to really use it is a handheld drill, which is also nice too. Yeah, that's really neat. Okay. So last question, you already mentioned some things, but if you were to provide lessons learned for next time for someone else doing this or for, or if you were to do it again, 
What are some things you might do differently? I would always say that buy the best tool that you can afford. I think it's a lesson that I learned from some of the guys over at Fine Woodworking, but I had a cheap uh, plastic speed square or carpenter square that I was using to make some of my cuts, but I didn't know that I had dinged it and it was a little bent. And so some of my back shelves might have a little bit of a C gap in the, in the end. And so <laughs> I probably should have spent the extra $15 on the nicer metal one that was a little bit more accurate. But I would also say that planning out your project, whether that is on SketchUp or on a CAD program if you're that capable or simply just with pen and paper or laying it out is really important, especially if you're doing something that you know is going to fit in between two particular points. And so I think that is, you know, probably the biggest lesson that I learned was just planning out spatially how it was going to look because I couldn't really just build it in there and then be like, oh, that looks good. I'll move this shelf here. Yeah, I think that I built out a kind of a rough model on SketchUp of just making sure that the measurements all lined up. But yeah, and always enter twice, cut once. It's <laughs> right. very crucial in this situation. So Classic advice right there. Awesome. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, thanks. And if anyone's interested in building a built-in, I think it's a really great place to start a really easy project and something that you can really be proud of. I appreciate you taking your time to talk to me about it. This has been really interesting to hear about it. Yeah. Interested in appearing on the next episode of the Project Do It Yourself podcast? Email me at podcast at projectdoityourself.com. The theme song was written by Arlen Straussman. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next week.